0: Coming up on today's show.
1: Sometimes I can be too nice and kind of let people walk all over me and hurt me over and over again. And when I wrote this EP, I kind of went to a different place in my mind and kind of channeled this alter ego.
2: Anybody tell you you talk too much? Yeah, you cute, but baby, you just won't shut
0: Welcome to another new episode of Now Hear This Entertainment, featuring interviews with guests who are having success in entertainment, primarily music. I am Bruce Wozniak, talking to guests who are singers, songwriters, musicians, recording artists, and more from the worldwide music community. Be sure you are on the list for the weekly e-newsletter. I know we put in our email address online somewhere because of some free something we want to get, and we know they're going to put us on their mailing list, And man, sometimes it just gets so annoying with how much that person then proceeds to overwhelm you with nonsense. I'm happy to report that I only send out on Wednesday when a new episode of this show comes out. So make sure you're signed up to receive that for free to your inbox. If you're not already getting it, go to my podcast website, nhte.net, and pop your email address into the sign up box. I do publish exclusives in there from time to time, so don't miss out. I love hearing from listeners of this show. You can write to podcast at nhte.net, or instead of email, you are welcome to DM me through the at Now Hear This Entertainment Instagram account. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Las Vegas, my guest is a singer, songwriter, actress, and influencer who just put out a six-song EP in late June, The title track from that release reached number 11 on the iTunes charts, and she has gotten airplay on iHeartRadio. She actually lives in Los Angeles and is known for her roles as Olive on Disney Channel's Sydney to the Max and as Ava on Disney's Emmy-nominated Girl Meets World. She has also appeared in multiple major feature films. She is a Sony Electronics Audio Ambassador and has amassed a tremendous following including 4.3 million followers on TikTok, 1 million followers on Instagram, and a combined total of more than 4.2 million video views on her official YouTube channel. You've been hearing a song of hers called Say Less. Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Ava Kolker. Hey. Hello, Ava. Hi, how's
3: it going?
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Great to have you on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat with you.
0: You bet. You bet. And I appreciate you making time. I know that you're traveling, so I'm grateful for you talking to me today. Let's start off by having you share first with the audience all about the song of yours that was just playing called Say Less, especially since I was talking over it and they couldn't hear the lyrics, clearly.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so Say Less is a song that I wrote about, you know, when you're in a relationship and the other person is kind of always in your ear and saying things that maybe you don't want to hear and maybe they talk too much I know that I struggle with that problem I've been told that I talk too much so I kind of wrote this song about some people who maybe talk too much and say things that they should not be saying so say less essentially says baby baby say less don't you waste your breath and then it finishes by saying let me save you from saying something dumb um So, yeah, it's kind of like an anthem. Um, I know a lot of people have kind of related to it with their partners or maybe friends. Um, And I love I think it's a super fun song to sing because it's also like really easy to learn. So I really love singing that song and blasting it in the car.
0: Well, you and I are gonna get along great because I know that I talk too much. And so I'm thrilled (laughs) I'm thrilled to have a guest who says I talk too much because I always fear as a host that I'm gonna get a guest who's gonna give very short or one word answers. So you and I are gonna do really great.
1: (laughs) Yes. I definitely am a bit of a chatterbox.
0: But let's circle back to what you just described though, because I love that idea. I love this song concept of say less because there is that expression out there, less is more, yep. and you're right. A lot of times in a relationship, it is a case of be careful, don't go there, don't say too much. You yeah. might might want to err on the exactly. side of kind of holding back.
1: Yes, that's exactly what the song is about.
0: So did you write this song yourself or did you co-write it?
1: Yeah, I co-wrote this song with um a writer of mine, Sam Shreve. We actually wrote a lot of the EP together. So he was a massive contribution to this project.
0: How easily did that concept for say less come to you? And then from there, was it the song wrote itself pretty quickly or was it, I came up with the idea, but it still took us a while to develop it.
1: Yeah. From from what I remember, the, the concept actually um, formed very quickly. And from there, the song kind of wrote itself. Like, as you said, um, we come up with the concept, like, baby, baby, say less, like kind of like a Britney Spears kind of feel with a baby, baby. Um, and then from there, we were like, all right, so we have a little bit of a song. Now let's start from the beginning with the verse. Um, and then we just kind of rolled with this concept of, okay, so the other person talks too much, what are we going to say, hmm. right? Um, so, okay, anybody tell you you talk too much, boom, that's our first lyric, like, easy enough. <laughs> um, the song's super direct, so for us it was – It was a pretty easy song to write.
0: Yeah, and I like that it's, as you mentioned, sort of a relationship song, but it can be expanded out so that people can interpret that to their own situation. They could say, in a business meeting, I tend to talk too much. Or in a movie, when you're supposed to be quiet, I'm talking too much. So it's a good message that can be applied, not just to relationship scenarios.
1: Okay, yeah, exactly.
0: That's exactly how I feel. Say Less, as Ava just mentioned, folks, is actually from the new release that I mentioned in the intro that came out in late June. Ava, congratulations on that project. As I mentioned, a six-song EP. You had released two singles each of the last three years, so this was your first EP. Tell us about doing a project that was not just one song, as well as who you worked with on it, where it was recorded, and any other highlights about the EP
1: yeah um it felt amazing to release such a complete project i feel like i really got the chance to kind of show myself as an artist versus a oh, one song here one song there i feel like people didn't really get to know me through those they just got glimpses into um kind of who i am as an artist but this project this full six song ep i feel like it really showed people who i am who ava colker is as an artist and it's been in the works for uh roughly two years so it's definitely been um, a long time in the process. So I've uh, I've got a bunch of incredible co-writers. Sam Shreve, as I mentioned earlier. I worked with Peter Oliver on Real To Me, which is the last track on the EP. Fonzie on um, Gas Me Up. And I worked with an incredible songwriter also named Serena Serena Music, on Dejate, which is my first Latin track. It's a half-English, half-Spanish song. And I recorded all this at my producer's Studio in Irvine, so um, yeah, it was just an amazing process, and I wouldn't give it up for the world.
0: Yeah, I heard that last song that you just mentioned. I made it made me wonder: Does she have some Hispanic in her bloodline? Does she speak Spanish? Just talk about that song a little bit and, and those points that I just made.
1: For sure, I am. Um, I actually grew up speaking fluent Spanish and fluent English, ah. so I learned how to. Spanish when I was super young, um, like I think my first word was actually in Spanish and not English, mm. uh, so I was I was fluent in Spanish growing up, and then I kind of stopped practicing when I was about 10, so I started to lose it a little bit, but I would say now I'm still definitely very comfortable in speaking. My family and I travel to Mexico a lot, and I'm, um, it's very easy for me to carry conversations and get us wherever we need to go, so I really loved incorporating that into my music and kind of showing people that side of me as well.
0: You mentioned how long this project was in the works. Did you specifically say, we are going to try to write six songs for this, or is it, oh gosh, Bruce, I think we wrote 10 or 11 and we picked the six best. How did that come to be?
1: Yeah, so my producer, his kind of, um, his vision was that we would write 20 to 50, however many songs we could possibly write, and then pick our six or 10 or 12 to put a project out there. Wow. So he wrote about 20. and um, we ended up picking our favorite six. We decided to do an EP. Um, So yeah, we really just, we wrote, we wrote, we wrote, and then we picked our our favorite six, which was very difficult to pick, let me tell you.
0: Yeah, I don't know what's more difficult, picking six out of 20, or the fact that someone came to you and said, let's write 20 or more songs so that we can get down to six. I would think both of those are big challenges.
1: Yeah, I I thought it was super fun, though. I feel like it's Almost less pressure in a way. It's like, okay, this song doesn't have to be incredible and release-worthy. Just write a song. And that's how I felt every day going into the studio. Okay, today I'm just going to write about how I feel. Today I'm just going to write whatever I want to write. And in that sense, it took off a lot of the pressure. And then we kind of regrouped a while later and picked our favorite six. It was a, actually a really enjoyable process for me.
0: Yeah, that's a great point that you just made about taking off a lot of the pressure because the other thing that it accomplishes alongside that is it kind of starts developing that muscle where every day you're just writing, as you said, and it's, there's no pressure. I just need to make sure that I'm getting creative and that I'm really kind of hitting my stride with songwriting. And you had ample opportunity to do that for sure. Exactly. So then, all the songs that fell by the wayside, I know a lot of your fans are going to say, "Does that mean that she's going to be releasing something else, or is it a case of when I'm ready to do something else, I'll write more, and I won't use the songs that I discarded
1: no i um i would not I wouldn't say discarded. I would say that they were set aside. certain songs we didn't put on the eP because we want them to be singles after the e p um, and also i've I've written new songs since. Mm. Since it dropped in June, I've some some new songs, so definitely we have wow. some stuff in the works, so everybody can for sure stay tuned and be ready for more music.
0: Wow, wow. As much as I had just mentioned that you did release two singles each of the past three years, and now this new EP, not to mention one other song that you had put out in 2019, you're still, for all intents and purposes, stepping into the world of music in the music world, people will tell you that it's okay to feel good about a release, meaning both confident and excited, but they also kind of tell you to manage your expectations so that you don't set yourself up for disappointment. If you start out by thinking, wow, this is really awesome. Everyone's going to love it. This is going to do so well. So tell us about yeah. the experience then of the EP reaching number 11 on the iTunes charts. Wow.
1: <laughs> that is definitely something I did not expect. And yeah, you're, you're completely right. For me, releasing the EP... It wasn't about the um, necessarily the response or the views or the numbers or you know really who's listening to it, but just the fact that I get to finally put these songs out there because I have waited so long to release these songs and I've just wanted them to be out in the world. So just the feeling of knowing that people can listen to them if they want to and that people can hear these songs anywhere was just, that feeling alone was so exciting. So the fact that people actually responded to it so well and seem to have loved it as much as I do is just a whole nother incredible feeling. And um, I felt such an overwhelming joy and um, waves of love. So I'm super grateful. I'm super happy that people really, really connected with my songs. And really loved it as much as I
0: do. Yeah, I love that answer. And I loved earlier on when you said that by doing a six-song EP, it really gave you a chance to show people who Ava Kolker, the artist, is. Uh-huh. And I think in this case you hit the nail on the head that it's something that's out there. And the fact that it hit number 11 on the iTunes chart is kind of a cherry on top because I think some people would get caught up in, well, we wish it would have finished higher. We wish it would have hit number 10 or number five. Well, duh, of course, you know, but for it to be your debut EP and hit number 11, I'm here to say congratulations on that accomplishment, but also on these answers that you're giving that it just feels good to get it out there. And you didn't really do it with the hope of maybe we'll hit the charts.
1: Yeah, no, that definitely wasn't even a thought in my mind when I released the song. Um, and I, I did not expect it at all. So it was a complete surprise to me, and um, and, and it definitely made me feel really, really good. So thank you for that.
0: Do you remember specifically seeing it hit number 11? Were you checking it, or was somebody emailing you or texting you and saying, guess what, we're at number 11? How did that develop?
1: So I remember being at the mall with my sister and my best friend. We were just shopping. And my mom told me I was at 60, 6 mm-hmm. And I was freaking out. I thought that it was absolutely insane that I was even charting on iTunes. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm at 60. Like, that is such I, to me, that was such a small number. Because if you think about all the albums and all the EPs and all the projects in the world, for me to be at 60 and for people to be able to see that was unreal. And then I saw that it went down to 50. And I started losing my mind. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God. It's at 50. I was screaming. I was telling my sister, I was like, what are we going to do to celebrate? And then the next morning, I woke up and my mom told me it was at like 24 and then it was at 13. And every single number, it was just more and more unbelievable for me to see. And then when it reached 11, I was like at my peak happiness of like life. I couldn't even believe that I reached 11. That is. I mean, it's such a small, like, it's 11 is such a, like, low number. I couldn't even believe it. Um, well, a low number and a high number, I guess, in this case. So I was I was freaking out. But it was definitely not like, oh, I woke up, I was number 11. Like, I saw the, the project chart higher and higher and higher. And it was just, like, kind of an unreal experience for me.
0: What a great story. As you started into that and you said you were at the mall and it was at number 60, six zero, I could literally picture you in my head, like jumping up and down in the mall and shrieking. And there it was, quote unquote, exactly. only 60. But I can totally relate to what you're saying because it's not unlike when I look at the show and the analytics of how the podcast is doing. And I see that somebody listened to the show in Sweden or somebody listened to the show in New Zealand or someone listened to the show in Japan. I think that that person like you said that that person out of all that's available out there all the music and yours is at 60 and then it's at 50 and then it's at 24 and i think that somebody in that country decided to spend 45 or 50 or 60 minutes of their time listening to my show i can relate to what you're saying because that kind of excitement really just does confuse you in in a very flattering way
1: exactly it was yeah it was like the best feeling ever so i uh yeah, I still can't believe it. Now I have, like, a little frame in my room that says number 11. And um, and I love waking up and looking at it every day.
0: Yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting. And as if the excitement of the EP reaching number 11 on the iTunes charts wasn't enough, in July, you took a trip to New York. And I don't want to spoil it. So share with the audience what there was waiting for you there.
1: Yeah, there was a... When I took my trip to New York in July, there was a billboard of my face of the um of the ballerina cover art on in Times Square so I was like same thing I was screaming and shrieking and everybody around me saw me taking pictures in front of it and I was just like that's me that's me it was like such a proud moment for me I couldn't even believe it like I will never recover from
0: that (laughs) so explain to me did you know that that's what you were going there for or did someone just say we're going to New York and then once you got into Times Square that was the surprise
1: So I wasn't actually going to New York for the billboard. I was going um, because I'm going to Columbia in January. So I was going to lock some things in and look at housing. And then I heard that there was a chance of me getting a billboard. So my mom and I went to Times Square um, just to kind of whatever, check it out. And then I ended up actually being there. And I didn't really believe it. I thought I was like dreaming. So it was definitely um, one of the best moments of my life.
0: And for those who are not already following Ava, I did see both on Instagram and TikTok, she does have some posts up there about being in Times Square and showing herself in the billboard. So definitely go and look for those posts. Ava, was that your first time in Times Square?
1: Um, Well, I've been to Times Square before, but first time like on like a billboard or having my face in Times Square, that was the first time.
0: I mentioned in the intro that you are a Sony Electronics Audio Ambassador. Can you share all about what that involves?
1: Yes. Oh my gosh, I love talking about this. So I am a, as you mentioned, Sony Electronics Audio Ambassador. So I work with Sony on their audio products side, but I also get to kind of play around with all their other electronics, like cameras and gaming consoles, etc. But I get to make lots of videos for Sony about their headphones because, I mean, I'm obviously a little bit biased, but they are, in my opinion, the best headphones on the market. So I get to make TikToks for them and Instagram Reels, etc., YouTube Shorts, Stories, whatever um, it is for that month. And I also get to go on trips with Sony and they work with me on helping get my music out there. They have been incredible at including a bunch of my songs in their campaigns with other creators, which has been super duper cool because I've gotten to see some of my favorite creators make content to my songs. So it's been super bizarre for me to see that on TikTok and stuff. Um, But I'm going to Utah with Sony at the end of the month for a brand trip. And I'm also going to Tokyo with them in September, which I'm Mm. so excited about. I've never been to Tokyo. So, um yeah, I absolutely love my partnership with them.
0: Now when you say that you make reels for them, is that solely for their Instagram or do you post those on your own as well?
1: I post um I post them on mine as well.
0: Wow. Wow. And do you know will they send you to something like uh the CES? Uh it's the big consumer electronics show in Las Vegas.
1: Oh, I'm not sure about that. But I do get to go to a lot of Sony events. I just went to the uh The Variety Power of Young Hollywood Party with Sony Music, and that was
3: incredible. I was in
1: Hollywood. Um, So I'm just super happy that they include me in, like, all fields of Sony. Sony Music, Sony Electronics, Sony, hopefully one-day Sony Pictures, but um, they're just super inclusive, so I love that so much.
0: You know, hats off to you because I didn't even think of that, and we will be talking, folks, in the second half of the show about the acting that Ava does, but that's a good vision by you to say maybe Sony Pictures as well.
3: Yeah, for sure.
1: Oh, I'm praying. I'm waiting for the introduction, hopefully, one
0: day. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will be watching for it. At the end of last year, you did something with the Dream Project, which serves children in the Dominican Republic. Plus, I know that earlier this year, you received the Nova Impact Award, which was through the United Nations and Logic Tree, helping businesses and individuals make better decisions. There might even be something else that I'm leaving out. But Ava, I love that you have fully immersed yourself already into different causes.
1: Yeah. A a huge part of um or a huge passion of mine is philanthropy and kind of volunteering and working with organizations. I've always, always loved to do that. I've worked with tons of cancer foundations over the years and a more recent love of mine is working with uh underprivileged families and children all around the world. So Dominican Republic was a trip that I took in December with a whole group of different creators and people and we went and volunteered with a bunch of different causes, Dream Project being one of them, um, just to kind of um, share their causes with the world and share their goals with the world in hopes of helping them raise money. So we, me and a bunch of other creators used our platforms to help get their message out there in hopes of helping them raise money for their causes. So that was, uh, that was an incredible experience for me and definitely motivated me to do lots of more work with, with causes like, like theirs.
0: Yeah, that's admirable. And I imagine, and I'm putting this in the form of a question, but some of the others that you started to mention that you're getting involved with, you are seeking out perhaps things that are close to your heart that you have a passion for, for some reason, they're not approaching you. You're going and saying, I want to be involved with this cause and this cause. Yes.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, I'm super passionate about cancer foundations um, and also animals. Animals have a huge, huge, huge part of my heart. I've always grown up with animals around me. And I would definitely consider myself a bit of an animal activist. So I love working with different shelters and animal companies. And definitely, like I mentioned before, underprivileged children and families and um, just kind of helping them in in whatever way I can, whether it's with clothing or electronics or... um, I'm I'm fortunate enough to receive lots of PR from different companies and sometimes I get too much stuff. So I love giving a lot of my stuff to people who need them much more than I do.
0: Wow. Wow. Very nice. I'm joined today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Las Vegas by singer, songwriter, actress and influencer Ava Kolker. On the show page for this episode on my podcast website, nhte.net, I'm going to put a link to Ava's Linktree Tree. Back at the start of the show, I noted some amazing numbers that she has. Join the masses and follow Ava on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Snapchat. Be sure to also subscribe to her YouTube channel. Plus, you can look her up on IMDb as well. Coming up, I will be asking her about her acting. In addition, give Ava a follow on Spotify, but don't just stream her music there. Support her by purchasing downloads of her music from Apple Music and other online digital music retailers. You heard her talking in the first half of the show about her new EP, and coming up, she will be talking about the title track, which I will be playing for you. That's a lot of apps that you have to choose from to follow Ava, and there's one where you can connect with me by way of an actual voice call, yet we don't have to give out our cell phone numbers, the OWL app, enables you to make great connections with experts from a wide range of industries, and you talk to each other through the app. I've mentioned in the past that someone from the Saw Horror Film Series is on there. One of my past guests on this show came to me from OWL. I, of course, am on there. This thing has really taken off, and it's no wonder. Don't waste time waiting to see if someone's going to accept your connection request or respond to your private message. Make connections right away through OWL, which, by the way, is like the bird, except spelled with two W's and two L's. On my podcast website, nhte.net, tap or click anywhere it says home and then read the article I have posted there under the headline, help now a phone um, app call away to learn more about OWL. I've also got links in there for you to download the app for free from either the App Store or Google Play. Plus you will see my invitation code, which is a required field as you're setting up the app on your phone. Get on OWL and start on your way to making great new connections for your career. Ava, coincidentally, you are in Las Vegas right now, and back in March, I was out there and I sat down to record an interview for this show with Tierney Allen, who is a Lady Gaga impersonator. She told a story during that conversation, folks, that was episode 475, by the way, about the fact that actress Kate Beckinsale is who encouraged her to become a Lady Gaga impersonator. And Ava, your movie career started when you were cast to play lead as Kate Beckinsale's daughter in the drama Mm -hmm. Trials of Kate McCall. Can we shift away from music for a bit and have you talk about your acting career, be it in that movie or just the films in general that you've done or even the Disney Channel shows?
1: Yes, of course. I started acting... Well, I guess I'll just take it back to the beginning. Um, I, I started acting at four years old, and my first role was on American Horror Story as just a guest star. And my second role was Kate Beckinsale's daughter. And she was just so kind and so nice. I actually remember that project very vividly, even though I was only five years old. Um, but that was definitely a great introduction for me to the industry industry. And I worked with an incredible director as well. She actually made the, intru- uh, the introduction to my agency that I'm currently with, Coast to Coast. But since then, I've done two Disney shows. So I've been on Disney Channel for seven years. I was in a film called Insidious, The Last Key. I was in a film called Scary Movie 5. So I've definitely kind of dipped into all genres, including like horror and comedy and drama. So I've done a little bit of it all. But, um acting has always been a huge passion of mine, and I will definitely continue to work on some projects in the future.
0: Yeah, I was actually going to ask you, are you just as much looking for acting opportunities as you are music opportunities?
1: Yes, they're both my like they're both equal loves in my life and equal passions. Everyone always asks me to choose, but i I just say that that's not possible. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now, is modeling a thing for you, too, or am I just kind of thrown off by a lot of the glamour photos that you have on your Instagram?
1: Um, I like doing modeling on my own time, like my own photo shoots and stuff, but the modeling industry is definitely something very different, especially runway. Um, I think eventually I would love to do some print stuff, like certain campaigns for some brands that I love. I would for sure be open to that, but um, I have not done a lot of modeling thus far.
0: Okay, but then let's circle back to Sony Electronics. Are they using you in any of their advertising parentheses yet?
1: <laughs> um, Yeah, definitely on social media. They, they've they used me for lots of um, advertising their electronic products on Instagram and TikTok and um, other platforms as well.
0: Well, I'm here to put in a vote that they should start using you in their catalogs and like I said, have you out to some of their big events like Consumer Electronics Show or something so that people can come and meet you and You can tell them about the great Sony Electronics products. But you started to go there. How was it growing up in the entertainment industry? Did you always have your sights set on acting or music or both or what? Just tell us about how it all played out.
1: Yeah, I started acting when I was really young, and and then music kind of came along a little bit later. Um, I started musical theater when I was six, and I fell in love with singing, and then I started making my own original music when I was 12. So I've been doing music for almost five years. Um, so music has been a little bit more recent of a passion for me, but I've gone head on and anything I love, I put 110% of myself into. So ever since I started songwriting, I have just continued on that path and fallen more and more in love with making music and the process.
0: Did you just say that you started songwriting at the age of 12? Yeah. (laughs) How did that come to be? What inspired you to start songwriting at the age of just 12?
1: Honestly, it was so random. My dad um, is really good friends with a producer and songwriter, and my dad asked me if I had any interest in making my own music, and I said I was willing to give it a try. So we got in a studio session with um, Francis Galuccio, is his name and a Grammy Award-winning songwriter and producer, Peter Zizzo. Um, So I was super lucky to be in the room with them without any experience. And we ended up doing three songs together, and I just fell in love with, the songwriting and recording process. Mm. So um, I was super fortunate that my dad happened to know them.
0: <laughs> your mom, your dad, did either one of them do any acting or music of their own?
1: Nope. My my dad did like a commercial or, or two when he was super young, um, but that was all, he was like, I think five or six. And um, then he never really pursued it. He'd always been into sports and kind of more business stuff. And my mom as well. Has always been in, in, um, in business so it's kind of random
0: so on a related note then what advice do you have for other young kids wanting to get into the industry
1: I would just say you have to like stay strong and persevere because especially acting is a very difficult industry to stay in because of the amount of rejection that there is there is so much competition even at a young age that it can be um it can definitely hurt your confidence a lot. And I have had my moments for sure where I was doubting if I wanted to continue on the, on the path of acting in the entertainment industry because of the amount of rejection. It really hurt my confidence and made me question a lot. So you just really need to stay strong and stick it out because there was this one Oscar speech that I saw. Um, I forget who said it but she said that you were only ever one role away. You can't think that, oh, you have to spend years and do hundreds of auditions before you get a role. And, okay, well, you know, this is just another audition, whatever. I will probably won't book it. I just have to wait for the right one. Like, you can't think like that. You have to think that every single role could be the role that breaks you into the industry. Because you are. it's true, you're only ever one role away from your big break. So if you think like that, it's definitely going to help with, the amount of auditions and getting through them all and not really letting the rejection affect you. I would also say the strategy I've always used is something I call like the balloon method. And every time after an audition, you like blow all of your energy into an imaginary balloon and release it and do your best to never think of the audition again. Never think of the role again, because if you just sit by your computer and say, did I get a call back? Did I get a call back? Any feedback, any feedback? Oh my God, you're going to like, you're going to, You're never going to get anywhere, and you're just going to hurt yourself in the process. So I would say definitely just let go after you send in the audition, because at that point, it is completely out of your power and up to the agents and the directors. So um, those are some of my little nuggets of advice, and I I
3: hope that they can help.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. Great, great insight. And I wonder, that speech that you mentioned, did you say that was at the Oscars? Yes. I wonder if it was Meryl Streep who gave it because I'm watching Only Murders in the Building with Selena Gomez and Steve Martin and Martin Short and Meryl Streep on a recent episode made a comment that is kind of resonating with me that maybe it was what you just said. Uh, But anyhow, I want to point out a couple of past episodes that kind of have some similarities to Ava so that if any of you are new to Now Hear This Entertainment, hopefully you'll check out some of my other interviews. Allison Porter, who won The Voice... She was on episode 316 of the show. She had started out as a child actor, playing the lead in the movie Curly Sue. Plus, way back on episode 167, I interviewed Aileen Quinn, who was the lead in the motion picture Annie. And she was talking to me about her band, Aileen Quinn and the Leapin' Lizards. I'll put links to both of those episodes and the Tierney Allen interview, the Lady Gaga impersonator, on the show page for Ava's episode on my podcast website, net, Ava, I'm sure you've got some pretty wild stories already, What with all that you've done, acting, singing, and being at so many events, is there one story you can pick out that might be your craziest fan encounter so far?
3: Ooh, um,
1: I definitely have my favorite fan encounter. Um, I was very young. I think I was maybe eight or nine. And I was at the airport with my family, and I've always loved little kids. Like, I love little kids. I love babies. So we were walking around at the airport, and I saw a little girl. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to go say hi. She looked like she was maybe one years old. And we went up to her, and, you know, I asked, oh, how old is she? What's her name? And I said her name was Ava. And I was like, oh, my God, my name is Ava. And her parents go, you know, you really look like that girl from Girl Meets World. (laughs) And I said, yeah, that's me. And they looked at each other, and they said, no way. We named our daughter after you. <gasps> like, we named her after your character on Girl Meets World, Ava. And I looked at my mom, what? and I was like, oh, my God, no way. So I took a bunch of pictures with their daughter. They took pictures. We took pictures. And to this day, I would say that was by far the craziest fan encounter I've ever had. Mm,
0: I'll say, wow, how crazy is that? I mean, number one, what are the odds that – You're in the same airport with them. But number two, you had to be the one to approach them because of the baby. Everything just lined up perfectly. That really had to be something that just stuck with you for days and days that, you know, I still can't get over a week ago. I still can't get over a month ago. And those people in the airport.
1: I know. Now it's years later and I still think about it.
0: (laughs) Well, I always say this before I ask this question, but I really do mean it. I feel bad looking past something like you just having come out with a new EP and being one of those people wanting to know what's next. But as exciting as it is that your EP just came out in late June and has done so well, looking ahead, what future plans and upcoming projects do you have? Because I sense that you probably already have a lot more ahead.
1: Yeah, so currently I've just got a bunch of stuff in the works. Um, I... I think the next plan is to release some music videos for the EP because I don't have any music videos, any visuals to go with the songs. So I have the songs picked out that I'm going to make videos to. So those are in the works at the moment. And then also my next songs are also in the works. We're just kind of figuring out scheduling and planning all of that out right now. As I mentioned, I've got some really fun trips coming up with Sony that I'm really, really looking forward to. So that's kind of the plan for the next few months.
0: I'm glad that you mentioned the videos because there are a good number of official music videos on your YouTube channel. How involved are you or aren't you with those in terms of storyboarding the music video, maybe wardrobe, any of those kind of details? Or is it I just show up for it?
1: No, I'm very, very, very involved. Um, My producer and I, he also does the um, he also does the videos for me, so we usually map out the plan and the storyline and the storyboard, and he helps come up with kind of like frame by frame, play by play, and I um I kind of help with the concept and the vision that I that I have with the song, and then I bring hair and makeup. I often hire a stylist, sometimes I dress myself, so I'm very involved in the process.
0: You mentioned Utah, you mentioned Tokyo. I want to know what's in Vegas that you're there now. Is it business or pleasure or both?
1: It's kind of a little bit of both. Um, my dad has some work here, um, and I'm actually living in Vegas part-time now. So it's um, it's been fun, but um, this is my first week here moving all my stuff in, so uh, it's definitely an adjustment.
0: Now, we were talking a minute ago about the videos for YouTube. How much of your TikTok content is because you just enjoy doing it versus having to do it since TikTok does like when creators post multiple times a day?
1: I would say a lot of my content is because I enjoy doing it. Um, I kind of just make, I mean, there is a schedule. I do try, try my best to post a certain amount of TikToks in a day and a certain amount of TikToks in a week. So that is um, a little more businessy, but the content that I post is often just because it's the stuff that I want to post and the stuff that I enjoy creating. Uh, so, as for creative stuff, it's definitely what I like to what I like to post, and not I don't make my content necessarily for other people.
0: Now, you just mentioned, and I apologize. I know I'm jumping all over the place here, but you mentioned moving part time to Las Vegas. But did you say earlier that in January you're going to be going to Columbia in New York?
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: Wow, wow. Because I had you pegged as maybe being a junior in high school and I was going to ask you what you're doing for secondary education given how busy you are and the way your entertainment career is taken off, I thought maybe you're being homeschooled and now you're saying you're going you're going to go to college in January?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm super ahead in school. It's a very long story, but I will be transferring in to Columbia as a junior in in January.
0: Wow. Well, congratulations. I mean, I'm sure that it's not, you know, a ribbon or a diploma that someone hands you just for getting good grades. I'm sure there's a lot, a lot, a lot of time that went into it. So I'm going to say congratulations anyways, because someone has to make the decision. I'm going to put in that kind of time. I'm going to put in that kind of work so I can get ahead early.
3: Yeah,
1: exactly. It's been a long time in the works.
0: (laughs) Now, with all that you're doing, I wonder, you're doing a lot of content on TikTok, and you mentioned about what you do for Sony Electronics, et cetera. but is there a chance that you might learn to play an instrument at some point?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm learning how to play guitar and piano. I'm definitely not great at it, that's why I don't really post, but, um, I mean, I haven't been practicing as much as I should, but definitely both of those instruments I love to play.
0: So you're teaching yourself, you're watching YouTube videos, or you're actually taking lessons?
1: Um, I am kind of teaching myself, and I also take lessons here and there, not as often as I should, though.
0: Okay. And I should have asked you earlier, when you talked about the musical theater that you did and eventually this transition to music, did you get voice training at any point? Are you getting vocal lessons now, or is this all just kind of a, a natural gift that you're born with and you're just developing it as you go?
1: Um, I definitely had some voice training, especially after I did musical theater and I knew I loved to sing. I did voice training for like six years and then I took a little bit of a break and now I am back into vocal training because I think that you can never stop improving.
0: Well said, well said. And with that, I'd also like to hear if you don't mind sharing with us just about your songwriting process.
1: Yeah, oh, I love talking about this. So I've, the best way that I can explain it is that every single song is different and that every single process is different. It's never by the book. There's never, necessi- uh, there's never really a structure. It kind of depends on the song, and it depends who's in the room, and it depends where inspiration strikes. Sometimes somebody will come into the room with um, a guitar loop. Sometimes they'll come into the room with a complete track. Sometimes they'll come into the room with a lyric, with a title, with a chorus. So we can start literally anywhere. Sometimes I will bring in, all right, this is the concept that I have. This is a lyric that I have. And this is what I think the first line or the last line of the chorus should be. What do you think? Okay, great. Sometimes I'll have a songwriter come in and say, look, I've had this guitar loop stuck in my head. What do we think? All right, we'll start from there and we'll write from there. So every single process is going to be different. But that's really the fun part is that it never gets boring because it's always something different.
0: Yeah, and because you're working with so many different people and you're talking about things like, you know, maybe someone brings in a loop or a track, it sounds like I can't even ask you what are you stronger at or which do you prefer, lyrics or melody, because it sounds like you have so many starting points into all these songs.
1: Yeah, um, I I would say, though, that I'm a little bit stronger with lyrics. I really like poetry stuff, so... Sometimes lyrics come easier to me, whereas melodies take me a little longer. I, I would say I'm pretty strong at both, but for me, I like I like writing lyrics a little bit more than melodies.
0: Now, I'm assuming, which is always a bad word, I'm assuming that you just have tons and tons of voice notes in your phone with song ideas?
1: So many. Oh, my God. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs>
0: But so do you actually schedule songwriting sessions and you go into a write with someone and you pull those up out of your phone or what does that look like?
1: Um, yeah, I guess it really depends. Sometimes I like to go in prepared and depending on who I'm writing with, I like to have something to go in the studio with. And then sometimes I just like to go with no expectations and no plan and just kind of see what happens and see where we go with it. Like, um, some like uh, here's an example recently i went into the studio with a singer songwriter she writes her own stuff and it was just us two and she said that her boyfriend had broken up with her the day before and she was super mad at him and all this stuff so we wrote two songs based off of her inspiration and i ended up really connecting with one of the songs we wrote even though they were for her so i connected with one so i recorded one and she recorded the other and now like that might be my next release and it's a song that i really enjoyed writing So it's kind of just like never going into the studio with expectations. And even if I go into the studio with a song concept or a little melody, it might not even be used, but just a suggestion for the future.
0: Well, yeah. And because you do have so many ideas in your phone, if you do go in saying, no expectations, I'm not going in with an agenda today. I have no plan. I just want to kind of be present. If someone looks at you and says, so Ava, what do you got? You at least have lots of stuff in your phone. It's not like you're going to say, oh, gosh, I wasn't prepared for that.
1: Yeah, exactly. I feel like I always have something to pull out of my back pocket if needed.
0: I wonder if you've ever considered, back on episode 427, my guest was Peach Martine. She is based in Miami. She's a singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and I believe she was maybe 19 years old at the time that we did the interview, which was in April of last year, and she talked about how she'll start a song... And then before she finishes it, she'll just put it up on TikTok to see if people are even liking it to begin with. Is that something that you would try or is it, no, I would really rather wait, Bruce, and show my fans my songs once they're complete?
1: I think that's a really good idea. I love it when creators do that because I think that it's a way to engage fans. And I think it's a way to include people in the process because it is such a fun process. So I I love that. I think I could be much better at it. I kind of, when I make music, I kind of separate it from social media, which I shouldn't really do. I I know I need to involve people in the creative process a little more. So I really enjoy when creators do that. And um, I definitely think I will work on being better at including people in the process in the future.
0: And I think that's also an opportunity to go back to something that you mentioned earlier, which is you do have to have thick skin because if you're going to put that out there on TikTok and you honestly want people's feedback, if they say, I don't know, Ava, not really moving me, you have to be prepared to hear something that you weren't really prepared to hear.
1: Yes, exactly. You definitely need to have thick skin in the industry, especially when you put yourself out there.
0: We're going to close today with the title track from Ava's EP, Ballerina. Ava, before I let you go and I play that song, share with the audience first all about this one, if you would, please.
1: Yeah, of course. Ballerina is one of my favorite stories to tell because I wrote it when I was um, in a very frustrated state of mind, a very kind of, I guess I could say angry. It's a very aggressive word, but it kind of describes how I felt. And I have liked this guy. We weren't dating or anything, but it was kind of like a mutual feeling. We both knew we liked each other. And there were all of these games back and forth, and there seemed to be mixed signals. And it was just very frustrating, and it was ongoing for a long amount of time. So this was kind of my way to take a stand and say, all right, that's it. I'm kind of done just. Standing by and letting you play with me because that's what was happening at the point is I was just getting played and it was super frustrating for me. So that was a way for me to gather up all my strength and say, all right, this is it. Like I'm done being your doll. I'm done being your ballerina. Like I'm not going to be there for you when you need me to be there for you because you're not reciprocating. So that's it. Don't come crawling back to me when this is done, but it's over. So that's that was my stance.
0: So how and when did you, inject the ballerina angle into it when did you come up with that concept to to marry with everything you just described
1: i think that the that the song started as just a feeling and then i worked with my producer and my writer and they said all right i love this but it shouldn't be so direct so let's come up with kind of like an analogy another way to say it and then we came up with ballerina it was like kind of a mutual um a a mutual concept and we, we ran with a metaphor. So every, in the pre-chorus, in the chorus, it says like, dance for you. You just want me to dance for you. Like I got nothing better to do too bad for you must've forgotten my shoes. So it's like all kinds of metaphors and the sense of like, Oh, you want me to like be there for you? Like, Oh, sorry. I can't do that today. Like my bad. You know what I mean? And then in the chorus, it says, looks like the show is ending now. Take a bow, but don't need your applause. So I really love the lyric, and it has obviously a much deeper meaning than what it says. So um, that's one of my favorite things about the song is all of the metaphors throughout. And it's kind of like it gives people the chance to, like, decode the meaning of each part.
0: Well, I must say that I was also very touched as I looked through your Instagram. There was a post that you did about ballerina, and you said you made a reference to that you always struggled with confidence and standing up for yourself.
1: Mm Mm-hmm yeah so um actually, I want to go back to that post because that was a long caption in the works. um I said this e p means so much to me. every song is so meaningful to me and came from a very special place in my heart. i hope it I hope you love it as much as I do. I've always struggled with confidence and standing up for myself, but this e p talks about finding strength and confidence in weak moments. So what I meant by that is for me um i've always been known to be super nice that's kind of my reputation all my friends say that if somebody meets me they say oh my god ava is so nice and i i would say that that's really true like i'm very very nice and sometimes i can be too nice and kind of let people walk all over me and hurt me over and over again and when i wrote this ep i kind of went to a different place in my mind and kind of channeled this alter ego Mm. of all right That's not me anymore. Like, I'm a boss. I'm going to stand up for myself. All this stuff. So each song is very powerful. Like, in Say Less, I say something like, um, just shut up, which I would never, ever say in real life. Like, I would never tell somebody to shut up. Or I would never even say, you talk too much. Like, I'm too nice to say those things. Mm. So when I wrote these songs, it came from... A really strong and confident place in my heart and like in my mind. And I just kind of hope that when people listen to it, they can channel their alter egos also to be this boss and confident version of themselves where they don't let anybody walk over them and they don't let anybody treat them worse than how they should actually be treated.
0: Bravo, bravo. I love it. I love it. Well said and, and just a great perspective and congratulations because I know it's easier said than done, you know, to say I'm going to adopt this approach and write from this standpoint. And that's what this persona of mine is going to be on this EP, but it's a totally different thing to actually follow through on it. So good for you.
3: Thank
1: you. Thank you so much.
0: Ava, thank you so much for being on the show. I really enjoyed talking to you and congratulations on the new EP and on all your success and Looking forward to seeing what's next for you, and I know a lot of great things on the horizon for sure. Thank
1: you so much, Bruce. Have a great rest of your day.
0: My pleasure. My pleasure. With that, folks, I will wrap up another new episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, actress, and influencer Ava Kolker. As I mentioned earlier, I'm going to put a link on the show page for this episode on my podcast website, net to Ava's link tree, There are so many places online where you can engage with her. Today, I followed Ava on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and I know she would appreciate you doing the same. Remember to subscribe to her official YouTube channel and watch and like the videos on there. Follow Ava as well on TikTok and Snapchat. On the acting side, be sure to check out her page on IMDb. And you're about to hear the title track from her new EP, Give Ava a follow on Spotify, but please don't just stream her music there. Support her by purchasing downloads of her music from Apple Music and other online digital retailers. Be sure to let Ava know that you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. I do truly hope that you like this show, that you're enjoying what I'm doing every week on the Now Hear This Entertainment podcast podcast. If you've made it all the way to the end, thank you for having stuck with Ava and I, and I'm going to assume that that means that you do like the podcast. You can take action to let me know that you appreciate the work that I do to keep making this show happen every week, every month, nine and a half years now without missing once by going on my podcast website, nhte.net and then using the yellow Buy Me A Coffee logo that you'll see there. This is not a sponsor. It's not affiliated with any brand or chain. It's just a fun way for you to send your support, your thanks to me, including a note that I will see when you utilize that option. You can also just head directly to buymeacoffee.com slash Bruce W. That's going to do it for episode 499. Thanks ever so much for listening. I'll send you out today with another song from Ava Kolker. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Ballerina.
2: For. Now you're telling me you want more And you left me on the dance floor Dizzy as hell, baby, what you doing that for? I didn't even ask for none of this
3: nonsense Silly little me yeah. for having a conscience should have known better than to trust you Now
2: are in this mess that we didn't even ask for Dance for you You just want me to dance for you Like I got nothing better Bad for you, must have forgotten my shit. So don't come crawling to me. Cause you always want me so pretty and pink, but that ain't how it works, no. I didn't even ask for none of this nonsense. Silly little me for having a conscience. You should know better than to trust you. Now we're in this mess that we didn't even ask for. Dance for you. You just want me to dance for you. Like I got nothing better to do. Too bad for you. Must have forgotten my shoes. So don't to me.